How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. The devil attacks. Here's what you do if you find out the devil's tr- is trying to devour you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Has the devil ever tried to come and tell you about your past and use it against you? Maybe he's told you, you're in this mess because of your own actions. Don't even try to ask God for help because you got yourself in this mess and then you're going to have to live with it and you can't get, you have to get out by yourself. God won't help you because you're reaping exactly what you sow. He tells that to us often if we listen. If you've ever heard those kinds of accusations from the devil, then 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 is for you. It says first, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is trying to attack you, to kill you, to get you separated from everybody else. That's how a lion works. They don't jump into the crowd and just hope for the best. They wait until somebody's off and weak and by themselves. The word vigilant comes from the Greek word grekio, which means be on guard, be watchful, and be attentive. This word primarily denotes the watchful attitude of someone that's on the lookout to make sure and make certain that the enemy and or aggressor will not have any success in gaining entry to your life or place of worship. This tells us that we must be on high alert against the enemy who is seeking to gain access to our life. The Greek tense for vigilant means to continually, perpetually be vigilant. That means it's not just a one-time act of vengeance against you. It's an attitude of a person that is unwavering in their commitment. This person has resolved that he will never let up on his pledge to be watchful, wide awake, and on the lookout to make sure that the sinister forces doesn't take and have a chance to sneak attack or overtake them. The fact that Peter uses the word Grecrio lets us know that the devil is pretty good about sneak attacking his way into destroying people's lives. Therefore, we must be constantly observant to keep the devil out of our affairs. Peter goes on to say, be vigilant be sober because your adversary now the adversary word is from the Greek antiados I think I said that right but anyways uh, the word is used in the New Testament in place of lawyers who argue in court of law this is a picture of a prosecutor who has brought offenders to the court and argued venomously against them 
and then sent them off to prison. Now Peter uses this word to depict the way that the devil is trying to overtake us, like a lawyer, like somebody that's coming against us. The fact that Peter tells us this is that when the devil attacks or he strikes, he often acts like a lawyer who tries to bring us down by prosecuting us with the facts of our old life, of our old past sins and our old mistakes, things that we did in the past before we got saved by the blood of Jesus. The enemy drags up facts from the past and reminds us of our former failures. Then he vigorously tries to convince us that we deserve to be in the mess that we're in. If the devil is successful in his prosecution, he will persuade us to believe that we are unrighteous, unworthy, and that we deserve the punishment of whatever the difficulties that he's throwing out our way. But Jesus told us that he will never bring up our past. He's thrown our past into the sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered again. So if you're getting reminded of your past, it is not of God. Peter is telling us that. He's reminding us that the devil is attacking us and not God. It is unfortunate that many believers assist the devil in his effort to prosecute them by being irresponsible and negligent in key areas of their lives. For instance, many people may have money problems because they spent too much money or they use their credit cards way beyond the limit that they could afford. Others get sick in the wintertime because they go outside without proper clothing. Uh, Some marriages get in trouble because the spouses never spend time together or do something to nurture their relationship. Christians like to blame the devil for everything that happens, but the truth is, people usually help the enemy out along the way. Well, praise God, when we sin and do wrong, His grace is there to forgive us and restore us. But the devil is also there. The enemy reminds every innocent mistake that we've made along the way. Like a prosecutor or adversary, he comes to accuse you. He could say things like, you're in this mess because of your own dumb mistake. Or, you're reaping what you sowed and there's no way to get out of this mess. Or, you're paying for your past. Your kids are a mess because you failed as a parent. You're going to go bankrupt because you spent too much money on worthless things. You've destroyed all your friendships because you weren't faithful as a friend. To be honest, sometimes the devil is accurate in what he tells you. He'll take the truth and add a little bit of lies to it. You may have created your own messes. You may have been unfaithful as a friend. You may have spent too much money and are now in financial trouble. All the devil's accusations may be true. Believe me, he's going to not really make up stuff so absurd that you won't believe it. He'll put in a as much of the truth as he needs to tell you mixed with his lies. But never forget what David told us in Psalms 103 and 4. The Lord is the one who redeems our lives from destruction. God is a redeeming, restoring, and a delivering God. 
In Colossians 1.13, He wants to snatch you out of the power of darkness and get you over to His realm of life and light where past sins won't continue to exert its influence upon you. That's a great statement. He wants you to succeed. You just need to be genuine and repent of your past mistakes. Get your heart right with God and tell the devil to flee. If you're dwelling on the accusations of the enemy that he's speaking to you and against your mind, you will find yourself in trouble pretty quick. And Peter goes on to tell us in this that the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may desire, devour. Have you ever heard a hungry lion? Their roar so loud that it is deafening. It overwhelms you. It overtakes you. Your body shuts down when you hear that roar. You don't know how to react. So Peter says this, when the devil starts attacking, he comes against your mind. He overwhelms your mind. Your mind is filled with the roaring of the enemy's accusations that you can't hear anything else but the lies. He tells you over and over and over that you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You are a failure. Even when other people are trying to tell you the truth, it's hard to hear that and what they're saying because of the lies of the roaring that is so loud in your mind and in your ears. If you keep giving the ear to the devil's accusations, he will keep you all tore up inside and in a constant state of turmoil. And believe me, he don't just come at you one way. He comes at you several ways and several times in that several ways. He tries to overwhelm you and get you disoriented. And that's why we need to trust in God. Now the word devour is a Greek word, pino, which means to drink, to lick, or to slurp up as the lion licks the blood of his prey off the ground. The devil wants to turn you into such of a mess of a liquid emotion that he can lick you up when there's nothing left of your life. That's what he wants to do to you, but you don't have to let him. When you put all these words together, 1 Peter 5 and 8, it could be interpreted like you must be constantly aware and be on guard. The devil, like a a lawyer is trying to charge you with all kinds of arguments and accusations. You need to know that he is a lion on the prowl, constantly walking around, roaring with a deafening sound, earnestly seeking the kind of person that he can completely consume and slurp up. Well, we don't have to fall victim to the devil's attacks. In verse 9 of chapter 5 of 1 Peter, Peter tells us to resist steadfast in faith. If you resist the devil, you can run him clear out of your mind and out of your life. He won't be gone long, but any break is good. He doesn't know how to deal with those that stand up to him. So he runs in fear when the believer challenges him. And if you feel too weak to resist the devil by yourself, you can find your own adversaries, the people that will help you. Find people that will help you pray and let them help you. 
As the devil has harassed you about any particular thing, you need to turn to God. Turn to His Word. Stand up to Him. Throw back your shoulders and command Him in the name of Jesus to leave. If you truly have the power of Jesus in you, you can use it against that enemy. Then be determined to stay alert, be vigilant, be watchful, be sober so you understand what's going on, and be constantly on guard. You can be sure that the enemy will come back to try to accuse you again, but next time you'll be ready. Having a personal relationship with God is the best thing that you could ever do. And one thing about a group of Christians, as they stay together, the enemy won't attack. But you let one person go outside that flock, just like the lost sheep. When the sheep separates from the the group, that's when the enemy will attack. When you're off by yourself, when you're alone, when you're away from other Christians, and they can't hear you, or even you hear them, to call you back to where they're at, then that's when the enemy will attack. So be with the group. Be in in God's way. Be together with fellow Christians and you'll guard against the enemy's attack a lot better. Plus, you'll have the shepherd that is guiding you to help fend off the enemy. Well, I love you and we'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that when the enemy does attack, we have you to lean on, that we can use your power and your words your sword of justice, Lord, against the enemy and shield his attacks with the full armor of God. We thank you and we praise you and we lift you up in your holy name and amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off and God bless you.